Good morning, everybody. Uneducated economist here. So I was reading the Federal Reserve speech this morning. Um, shoot, now I can't remember who wrote it. Anyway, I'll leave a link down in the description for you guys. Uh, pretty much the theme of this speech is supply chain breakdown. And it's still the reasons that the Federal Reserve is finding that they need to keep the interest rates elevated. Now, something I found interesting within this speech, and I think it's something that everybody should focus in on and listen to when, when they are conducting their monetary policies, because a lot of people are like, man, I don't know why you listen to the Fed. They are, they're total liars. I mean, what, a, you know, going on and on. But then yet they cling to every single word that they say. I mean, I'm not trying to say that I'm like, enjoying what the Fed is doing. I'm not somebody who's on the Fed side. I don't really even believe that we should have a central banking system. I think we should have competing currencies and everything else that goes with it. But when it comes to the Federal Reserve speeches, they are very telling of what's gonna happen into the future. And this is where I learned the economy from. Like, I mean, I learned really the idea of what the Federal Reserve is, how things are done, from studying things like way back at the beginning with the creature from Jekyll Island and then listening to guys like Peter Schiff and then moving into like trying to figure out these this stuff on my own from reading the Federal Reserve and what they are saying themselves. And then when I started moving into that is really where I started grasping a lot more of what is taking place within the economy today that a lot of people are using like past history to try and predict what the future is going to say. I'm trying to read what the Federal Reserve is doing right now, what they are saying, and what I think that means for the future. And when it comes to things like the standing repo facility that a lot of people think came spontaneously because of a big movement that took place back in September of 2019. Now, I don't know if a lot of you remember, but back in September of 2019, there was a huge liquidity issue where banks all of a sudden did not have enough funding for overnight lending and the overnight interest rate shot up to like 10% or some ungodly number. And there was a bunch of banks that were not gonna be able to operate the next day. The Federal Reserve stepped in with something called the repo facility and started doing non-QE QE. Okay? So when they did this, this was something that they had talked about setting up a while ago and I did a video on it it's called things are changing in fact I'll grab it and I'll put a link down in the description for you guys I didn't know what was to come when I was watching that or when I made that video it was something that I had found within the Fed documents saying that they wanted the standing repo facility right and I knew that this was gonna end up being an issue I didn't know that it was gonna be September 2019 and it's gonna be like a bank you know, overnight lending issue that was going to make it happen. I had no clue about that part of it, but putting that video out, I knew things were gonna happen. Something was gonna take place into the future. And as the more I kept reading the Fed documents, the more I was able to predict a lot of the stuff that was happening. I mean, especially when it came to lumber. People tell me all the time, you can't look at lumber and, and you know, relate that to the rest of the economy. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. I can put it to the rest of the economy. It's agriculture, it's industry, it's production, it's distribution, it's interest rates. Everything that I need to look at as far as being able to get a good idea of what's happening within the economy, I can focus in on lumber and get a good idea from it, right? 
right? Yeah, it's not the same thing. And no, you're right. I mean, I can't look at lumber and say this is exactly the way the rest of the economy is going to go. But it's going to look very similar to that. And that's what I said. Now, the other thing I had also brought up was that there needs to be a ending of all the mandates. And China still hadn't done it. Like, the protests are proof that COVID is over, right? They are done. Everybody is done with COVID. And the people are now starting to, you know, get pissed to the point that, like, they can't take it anymore from them. And it was just a matter of time before that was going to happen. Once the entire world, including the war, right? I forgot about that. The war as well. Once all this comes to an end, you're going to find that the global world supply is going to start ramping up again. And it's not going to be the domestic manufacturing supplying locally. It's going to be the cheapest foreign imports coming from wherever they can. That's what's going to end up taking over the economy. And a lot of manufacturing that had ramped up is going to end up failing. Very similar to what we were experiencing within the trucking industry right now. So I have to really, like, I have to, like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to turn this into a rant, okay? Because that's the last thing I want to do. I'm, I put out these videos because I want people to think about the economy. I want them to think about the different things that are happening. I want them to think about their current situation and what it is that they need to do in order to be able to make the best decisions to progress into the future. I am not one who is going to put out a bunch of fear porn out there trying to scare you into a particular direction to buy a particular thing, right? I, I buy gold and silver as an insurance policy. I right now feel cash is the best position to be in as, as to anything out there. Like it doesn't matter what it is that I look at, I'm looking at cash as the best position. And I have my reasons for that. I don't think it's long term. I think it's because there's going to be a great buying opportunity coming into the future and just about everything as we go into a recession that is pretty obvious since everybody is not talking about if but when it does occur. So when it comes to, again, when it comes to like studying the economy and studying what's going on, I try to focus in on what the Federal Reserve is doing. I try to focus in on what they are saying. I try to think about the monetary policy that they are going to try and, and put into the economy, like to instill in us, right? And it's not because I think that they are going to make the best decisions. It's because we're not in charge of the monetary policy and it doesn't matter what we think should happen or could happen or needs to happen. It doesn't really matter, right? The only thing that really does matter is what the Federal Reserve is going to do, what they plan on doing and what they say they're going to do. They're going to keep the interest rates elevated for an extended period of time. Why? Because they're going for an average 2% inflation rate. They kept the interest rates artificially low for an extended period of time. They kept the inflation running extra hot, extra long for an extended period of time. They did this on purpose. And when they were doing it back then, I said they're going to keep interest rates elevated for an extended period of time. And people are going to say that the Fed is doing unneeded pain to the economy. That's exactly what they are looking for. Pain. They want people to be crying in the streets. It's going to happen. And when they do, the people crying in the streets, those who are in the cash position, which nobody thought that they should be in because the Federal Reserve money printer go burr, destroy dollar and dollar go bye-bye. Nobody wanted to be in cash. You get into cash. Here we go into blood in the streets and cash positions are going to start filling it. Yeah. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, I, I think about like this whole new world order coming down on everybody. If that's the way you want to live, all right, if that's the fear that you want to live in, like you at, at any given time, there's going to be cops kicking in your door and jabbing you with, you know, poisons and doing all kinds of crazy stuff to your bank accounts and making you this. If that's the life that you want to live, man, I, I'm not going there, right? I'm not going to go join in that life with you. My life is going to be a good one. I'm going to have good experiences going into my life. I'm going to have positive things happening to me. I'm going to get out on stage someday and I'm going to be speaking to to crowds and I'm going to have cheers of people out there because that's the life that I want to live, right? One that's positive, one that's uplifting, one that has people motivated and moving, right? Not being scared and fearful of what's coming to the future, right? To take that stuff head on. I, I don't get intimidated well. I guess that's the problem, right? That's why I never took bullying well. I don't take, I don't take intimidation well, right? Like people, like if they try to intimidate me, I, I enjoy that stuff. Like I enjoy somebody trying to do that to me because I just put, I just get, I get not angered at that. I just get to the point that it was just like, yeah, do it some more. Let me see how far you can push it, you know? And I find like intimidation is not a very good tactic. So I don't get intimidated. Somebody says, this big threat's coming down on you. It's like, oh, really? Okay, yeah, bring it. Let's see. You know, I want to see what this big threat's going to be like. You know? I mean, it's just like, I don't know. People get so scared about stuff, and it's just, I just don't get it. You know, it's not, I mean, I think probably what it comes down to is just lack of understanding. You know, like, if you don't, If you don't like, you know, understand the Constitution and what's going on there, then you should be in fear of your freedom, right? I mean, because you don't know how to protect it. If you don't understand the Constitution, there's no way that you can vote for somebody or protect your own freedoms, right? Because you're not going to vote for somebody who protects your freedom because you don't know what the Constitution is, right? If you can't spit out the Bill of Rights to somebody, just outright to say it. If you haven't memorized the Fourth Amendment, right? These are the things that you need to do. Once you start doing these things and you realize, man, I know what it takes to be an American. I know what it takes to be a capitalist. I know what it takes to be a true progressive, right? Somebody who can actually progress through life instead of, you know, blaming it on some kind of government, you know, program that doesn't provide for you. Sorry to go off on this rant, but man, I I listen to... A lot of people out there, and I see a lot of com- comments, and 
you know, I just have to kind of wonder what it is that people think that it is that I'm trying to do out here. You know, I'm not trying to convince you. I'm trying to learn myself. And I think that some of the things that I have learned over the last few years have made my decisions so much easier. Yeah. And I don't want to learn what economic decisions the Federal Reserve is going to make by somebody else. I want to learn what the Federal Reserve is going to make, right, from the Federal Reserve's documents, from their statements. You know, read that speech in there, and you're going to find that they want, right now, the Federal Reserve is pushing to try and bring consumers down to the available supply. Okay? That is the easiest way to, to sum that whole speech up, is that the Federal Reserve wants interest rates so high they want to cut spending to the point that the consumer meets the available supply and there's a lack of supply right now. That's what they're pushing for. And it's going to be for a while. They say it in that speech. So when you see people crying in the streets, when you see the pain, when you see how everybody has lost everything they own and they're blaming the Fed for all this pain, that's when my cash position is going to start moving into... Un, undesired, awesome, undervalued, the unappreciated, you know, useful things like assets. All right, I got to go into work. I hope you enjoyed the rant. Uneducated economist, you guys let me know.